and you'll feel a dealing in your heart, you know, about, man, you're just bubbling up, and you feel like God is speaking something to you. You feel like God is leading you to do something, but, but then the enemy comes at you, and he says, well, what if it don't work? Well, just what if it does? What if it does work? What if it does put some faith in somebody that, because you obey God to believe in and, and you see a change in their lives. But what if it does work? It's not going to work unless you speak it. We have to speak it. As I was mentioning out there on the tent, your lips is a launching path. What you speak, the Bible says life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Whatever you speak, you, can speak, you know you can speak things on yourself. <coughs> You can speak things on yourself. We have to speak positive, speak faith. Faith not might not be there, but you've got to speak it. You know, I've, I've known people that love to lie, and they'll lie so much and everything, they begin to believe their own lies. Well, if you speak faith long enough and, and stand on the Word of God long enough, you might start believing a little bit of it yourself. Amen? You might just start to believe some of it yourself. We have victory over the enemy. We don't have to be hindered by him. We can be hindered, but we don't have to be moved. We don't have to be moved. I feel funny standing up in, in front of a service like this. I... I'd like to let Sister Lisa or Sister Kathy get it cranked up a little bit. You know, crank up the motorcycle before I get on, please. <laughs> you know, warm things up a little bit. <coughs> and when you're sitting there, you can think of everything in the world you want to say. But when you get up here, it's different. Your mind seems like, boom, where did it go, God? It was there a while ago, you know. I was filled up by... While I was standing there and listening to her, oh man, I just whenever she was talking, things was coming to me, you know, and and just churning in me, and and then you get up here and it seemed like it goes, you know, but you just have to slow down because whatever you're speaking, you're speaking to the congregation, and you have to be led. And uh, I had a scripture. On my mind this morning, I, I'm not real good sometimes on quoting scriptures, but it's talking about, you know, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither is it in the heart of man, the things that God has got in store for you. But it also, I think, in one place it even goes to say that the, it's revealed by the Spirit of God, even the deep things of God. And if we want to know the deep things of God, then we've got to walk into that spirit realm with Him. We've got to meditate on that spirit realm with Him, walk with Him in the spirit realm. If you're walking close to somebody daily, practicing, and it's easy whenever you're on job, it's easy whenever you're at home and you get out of, around your brothers and sisters that believe like you do, it's easy to, to drift over in the, into the flesh department. But then when you want to get back to church and maybe get in prayer, you know, you start drifting back over in the spirit, spiritual department, you know, and... But that's where we need to walk. And it, it takes a practice. It takes, it takes discipline against your flesh, the will of the flesh.
to be able to walk there. But, but I believe in where God is taking us right now, where God is moving, and He's moving. And we're either going to get in or we're going to get out. Because God, you're not going to hold up God. Because God has ordained from the beginning everything that's going to happen. He has ordained it for a special time, and it's going to take place. Whether you're in it, whether I'm in it, it's going to take place. God's, I really believe God is fixing to bring this thing forth, the kingdom, the fullness of Christ, the power of his resurrection. He's going to bring it. He's going to show it to us. And there's going to be some get it, and some people's not going to get it. But I believe for those that gets it, I believe there's a place where God is taking us right now that we can walk and not be deceived. We can walk and not be not be hindered by the enemy. I don't think we have to be hindered, Sister Lisa, by the enemy every day, but I believe we can walk into a place that we speak nothing but faith. We believe nothing but faith. We believe in the things of the resurrection of the Christ that he had did on the cross and whenever he raised from the dead, whenever he ascended to the Father and he placed his blood on the mercy seat and said, these are my people. He told, he told his heavenly father, he said, I didn't lose but one. And that was the, the man of the son of prediction. He said, I lost him. He said, I didn't lose one that you've given me. Let me ask you a question this morning. What, God, what has God given you? Who has God given you this morning that you can help? God has given each and every one of us somebody and a certain ones that we meet up with every day. So, who has God given you this morning? I believe God is fixing to do things. Just like I felt this morning about your mom. I felt it strong, and I, I couldn't go into prayer unless I spoke. And I believe it. I believe God will bring her out of there. I honestly do. I ain't nothing but the devil. She was created in his likeness and his image. She's a child of God. He's a child of God. That's his wife, and why not wouldn't God want to bring her out? I believe it. I believe God will bring her out of there. If you'll speak it, believe it, target in prayer, and say, I am not going to give up God until you bring her out. Sometimes we... We have to walk in that faith realm. We have to, you know, what is faith? Faith is something that things hope for and evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is. Just because you believe something that ain't happened exactly quick as you wanted it to, don't hang it up. Don't throw it away. You keep pressing. Just like the little lady went to the unjust judge. Said, revenge me of my adversary. And he went to her and went to her and went to him and went to him and went to him and just kept on and kept on and kept on. And finally he went to sleep and that's all he could hear. Revenge me of my adversary. And the judge finally told her, said, I, I fear God and I don't even regard man. But I'm going to revenge you of your adversary. And the Bible says, learn what the unjust judge said. If we go before God earnestly every day and seek him for something. The Bible says, a faithful and a verbal prayer of a righteous man availeth much. He has all intentions of 
doing what you ask him to do. Just because he hasn't done it in your time span don't mean he's not going to do it. Just keep on going to him. Reminding him. Say, God, I walked up right before you. I pray every day. I seek your face every day. And you said, this is this was for me. And I believe it. And I don't know when you're going to do it, but I know you are going to do it. And believe it. I believe it. I believe in walking in faith. I believe in standing up and speaking faith things. Have we ever spoke doubt in our lives? Sure we have. I have. You have. We've looked at things sometimes, ain't Pat, and wonder how God's going to do that. I don't, I don't know, but I know He's going to do it. I know He's going to do it. I know He can do it. I know He will do it. Thank you, Lord. Ain't God good this morning? Did you come to receive this morning? Would you stand your feet and welcome our pastor? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Isn't it good? I'm going to tell you, there's just an excitement rolling in my spirit. I had two great services while I was gone. had mighty move of deliverance Thursday. And actually... Saw people hungry for the Word of God. I had one lady there, and her and her husband been coming to my meetings for years. And I got so tickled at them one time. They had a daughter that was expecting a baby, and I was down there preaching. And the doctor told her she wasn't going to be able to carry it to term. And he told me, and he said, I want you to go back here and pray for my daughter. She's going to carry that baby to term. She's about six months. They said, Doctor told her she could lose it about any time. So I prayed for her. She carried that baby to term, and she wasn't going to labor. And he said, y'all call Brother Matter up and tell him to get down here and speak his word so my daughter can have this baby. He said, he's the one who told her to hold on to it. And that's how much confidence they had in the Word of God in me. But I got to preaching on the carnal mind and on different things and on things that y'all hear every week. And that sister was sitting on that seat, Joshua, and I said something. And she, boy, her head come up. She got up on the edge of that seat, and I'd say something else. She said, my God, wow. And just every few minutes, man, you guys, she's just about ready to jump up and shout. And I saw how excited she was about the Word. And I said, you want me to email you the notes on it? She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I do for y'all every Sunday? She said, yes. And the time I got out of that service, I had five people want me to email them the notes on what God's revealing. Because there's pa their pastor's been down ever since March and they ain't getting no food. I ain't saying that they ain't got good preachers in there. But it takes a special ministry to reveal the revelation of a word. And God said it right here in our laps. And we better take hold of it. I'm telling you, we better take hold of it. Hallelujah. What's wrong with little Josh? Strep throat. Hallelujah. 
What's the matter, Bubba? You don't feel good? Yeah. Huh? Your teeth hurt. Huh? Okay. All right. You believe Jesus will heal you? You believe Brother John pray for you be all right? All right. Raise your hands up there to the Lord. Mm. Oh. oh, in Jesus' name. Wow, I felt that. Did you feel that? <laughs> I believe you're going to be all right. Thank you. Sharing his lifesavers with me. Hallelujah. Ain't God good. Man, did y'all feel that? Hallelujah. Come here, Renee. Thank you, Lord. Just raise your hands up to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord's going to bring a deliverance to your mind. And I'm going to give you some advice. I want you to listen to me. What goes in here is what affects your thinking. So be careful what you put in your mind. I know a lot of people that got so caught up in phones and Facebook. And y'all don't understand what you put in your mind. And I told people the other day, I said, and I was just bringing things out like this. And I heard somebody say in their spirit, well, I don't keep nothing but preaching on in my home. That can be just as bad, if not worse. Oh, my. I stir up a hunger for the Word of God. I stir up a for the things of I. Oh, something happened right there. I felt it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Come on, lift your hands and give the Lord a praise. Come on, y'all give the Lord praise. Give me a little bit of volume, son. You're making me strain today. Don't make me work too hard. Hallelujah. Let's just ask God to have His way in the service. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I ask you to overshadow this congregation, Master. God, let a heart to serve you take hold of your people. The desire to walk in your presence. God, to serve you in the beauty of holiness. Let it settle into the hearts and minds of your people. Lord, you spoke to us and told us. God, I remember I was on my knees right here and you told me the warfare was in the mind and I began to teach on being renewed in the spirit of the mind. Lord, we've got to channel. We've got to discipline. We've got to control what goes in our minds, Lord. Because if it goes in our minds, it gets in our hearts and in our spirits. Lord, and you said out of the abundance of the spirit or the heart, the mouth speaks. Lord, I want to speak good things. I want to speak about your glory. I want to speak about your goodness and your deliverance and your mercy and your grace. But for it to come out, Jesus i got to get it in me, Lord. 
I've got to be made a partaker of your word in the movement of your spirit. Oh God, wake us up. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come here, Sister Kathy. Oh, man, yare, bret, lo, ura, shta, achwe, ah. Bolakan, sabos, boit, treten, doshti, ah. Raise your hands up to the Lord. Hallelujah. For even I, the Lord, step down on thee today, and I bring a renewing in thy mind. For the enemy has done his best to blur thy vision and cause thy spiritual eyes to grow dim. But this day must be it, my word. Make thy eyes single, my daughter. But take the confusion, the vexation of spirit, and the forces that war against thy heart and thy mind, I drive them back in the course. Mm, a working of my spirit to move deep down in thy soul. For this is a day if ye shall take hold of my word. Yea, push other things aside. And I stir up the spirit of prayer. I stir up the spirit of prayer. And I waken the gift of prophecy and the moving of my spirit. And I send a fresh anointing and a stir into thy life. And a cause of peace and a strength to overshadow you and settle in you. Be careful the thoughts you think. Be careful the words that come out of thy mouth. For even as my, my servant, Apostle Paul, said, the Lord has made my words weighty and powerful. Be careful, my daughter, for I take my people into a new realm. For even how the Lord... I quicken thee and I'm moving thee this day, saith the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My God, y'all go ahead and praise him. Lord's in this place. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and praise him. And I tell you, the Lord's taking us into a y'all go ahead and be seated. The Lord's taking us into a different realm than we've ever walked in. And Y'all don't forget our radio broadcast this afternoon at 5 o'clock, 5.15 to 5.45. I believe it's going to do really good. I'm excited about it. I don't know if we'll still be in the area to hear it, but I'm hoping everybody will listen to it. Uh, Y'all can get it down there at your house, can't you? Okay. I know you should be able to get it up here, no problem. So y'all listen to it and, you know, let me know what you think. Let me know. Uh, give me some ideas about it. Because I feel like it's going to reach people. It's going to be a great tool for this church. I really do. And God's already paid for the first month. And I appreciate the Lord for that. And it's just a step of faith is what it is for this church. A big step of faith. But... I feel like God's turning things for our church. Really do. I feel like He's turning things. So let's put our hand to the plow. This ain't no time back up. You know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, if you'll hold on to the Lord, the Lord will lift up a standard. He said He would. He said He would. 
But y'all need to understand that the kingdom of heaven right now is under attack. If the Lord can shut Twin City and Savannah and Pooler and Fort Payne and this church up here, there ain't very many people fighting for this kingdom. I mean, there's churches preaching, preaching good messages, but who's teaching people to fight for the kingdom of God? To get the very authority and dominion of God in them. Most people go to church, they feel like they're bound, depressed, discouraged, they're always fighting something. They ain't never got victory. I mean, you better not walk in these doors, that kind of attitude. I teach you to walk in victory. I don't care what you're dealing with. You got to walk in victory. You got to walk in authority. You got to walk in the place that you know God's with you. See, I know God's with me. I don't care what I'm fighting. I got a chance to uh, talk Sister Daniels Wednesday evening uh, right before service and prayed with her. And then we went on to service, and I told her I'd come back Thursday morning. And I'm, I was petitioning the Lord to do some healing in her body. And when I come in there Thursday morning, man, she was talking the Word, talking about God, talking about the things of God. I ain't heard that out of her in weeks. And sat there and talked to her about 30, 40 minutes and prayed for her, and the Spirit of God filled the room. I prayed for her sister. I prayed for her husband. And I talked to her sister yesterday morning. She said, Brother Metter said she had two of the best days she's ever had since she come here and prayed for her. Hallelujah. Been going to dialysis three days a week since she went Friday, and usually dialysis wipes her out and said she just goes to bed. She can't even recover her strength. Said she recovered in half the time. She'd been recovering in. Said they'd been taking seven, eight pounds of fluid off of her almost every time. Said it only took four and a half this time. Oh, my God, that's, that's the God that I serve and believe in. Hallelujah. It's time to be up and about the Father's business and let the working of the Holy Ghost come alive in you. My God, we're supposed to be lights to this world. Are y'all hearing me? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Brother Michael, our pastor in Fort Payne, uh, just right at the last minute, he said, Brother Metter, I want to go with you. So he was telling me, uh, he said they had song service over at the church in Fort Payne the other day, and he said, man, before I knew it, he said, somebody was singing now, let us have a little talk with Jesus. I said, are you for real? He said, I couldn't believe it. Just started singing. Let it. That's what's wrong with folks. They just want to have a little talk with Jesus. I don't want no little talk with Jesus. Because all little talk gets is a little help. Let's have a great big talk. Amen. Instead of a little fire, let's get a big fire burning. Amen. I don't want no little prayer wheel turning. I want something that will move heaven and earth. Woo! Man, y'all going to have to get with me today. I high-stepping. Papa, did you testify about your healing? You testified? Did you tell the folks here? Last Sunday? I'm talking about what the doctor told him. Now, if y'all don't know about cardiologists, they think they're God. They got a God complex. Tell them what your cardio, what your doctor told you, Pop. 
<clears throat> we went back to my heart doctor uh, the other day, and uh, he checked me and he asked me how I'd been feeling, and I told him I was feeling a lot better, that I was eating a little better, felt stronger, could walk more better. And he said, yeah, he says, I tell you, he says, divine intervention is written all over this case. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I said, yeah, I know it. I said, I'm, you know, and uh, so then he prayed for us before we left that, you know, the Lord would go with us. And, of course, he was praying about the procedure that was coming up in August, but might not even have to go through with that, you know. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I, I'm just praising Him every day. I'm just Amen. worshiping Him for what He's done. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I remember when the Lord spoke to me and told me, and I prayed for Him, God was going to give Him a creative miracle in that heart. And the day the Spirit of the Lord fell on Brother Donnelly and went back and prayed for Him, God started that creative miracle. I know He did. I know He did. See, just because God speaks something don't mean it might happen right then. Don't have to happen right then. Amen? Don't have to happen right then. God said things that hadn't happened in four or 5,000 years, but they will. They will. Amen? Because I believe God. I believe God. But I'm going to go to 1 Kings, the 18th chapter. Man, y'all may have to tie me down today. I stepped out in Sister Angela Abraham's church Thursday. Well, it was in Twin City Wednesday, but man, Thursday it was it was there in such a way. And I was in prayer, and the Lord showed me a woman there that a spirit, and I'd never seen nothing like this before. That's why I know God's taking me in a new realm. I saw a spirit attached to the base of her neck right there where her spine joins her neck. And it looked like a a little skinny skeleton shaped like a possum and had a long bony tail went all the way down her spine. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, when you step out there and I move on, you said, pray for him and we'll deliver her. And I got out there and started exhorting. I think I might have prayed for one or two people before I prayed for her. Then I went over and called her out and told her. And man, when I laid hands on the power of God, hit her and just set her free. She was still rejoicing 30 minutes later. God set her free, but I saw that thing in the spirit. And a new guy, what? And I knew God was taking me into another realm. Hallelujah. This word ain't something just happening. This word been in me for years. And I told my wife and, and Brother Michael, when we got in Friday, I was so tired. It, my God, just two services. I was so tired I couldn't hardly move. And I said, it's got to be the spiritual warfare. And I said, I can't tell y'all what happened in that meeting Wednesday and especially Thursday. I said, but the word of an apostle stirred something up. I've never seen the hunger and desire getting a hold of people to serve God. There's something getting a hold of people. And the, the miracles and the deliverance. You know, they, they told Paul, Paul said, the works of an apostle. Hallelujah. The works of an apostle do show forth. Glory be to God. There's a miracle. There's a deliverance. There's a faith. There's a spirit. We was here in uh, prayer Monday night and Monday afternoon, sitting up there in the trailer, my wife was working on the radio broadcast, and I was sitting there, and we were talking about things back and forth, and all of a sudden, the, the word of the Lord fell on me. And 
the word of the Lord hit me, and I know it's in Luke 21, but it says, Seas and waves roaring, and men's hearts failing for fear of the things coming on the face of the earth. And I, I just saw water. I saw heat so hot, and I saw like the waters in the ocean begin to boil. And when I was here in prayer Monday night, it was like I saw the Gulf of Mexico right in there down by Mexico, not up by the United States, but down by Mexico. I saw the heat get so hot, water started to boil, and God told me hurricanes and typhoons and cyclones, stronger than anything the world's ever seen, is fixing to come out of these hot waters. It's going, God's going to let it heat them up so hot that it's just, going, it's just going to cause the oceans to boil, and it's fixing to bring, what God say? Seas and waves roaring. Things coming on the face of the earth, men's hearts failing them for fear. I saw back in 98, God revealed to me about the seven angels and the seven trumpets. And as a sign, God told me, he said, hurricanes will go to a category 10. He said, right now they stop at 175 mile an hour, category 5. He said, but... He, he said they're going to get up 300 plus mile an hour and he said they'll have them classified at uh, category 10 and may have to go above that. We are in for some bad things, but they <laughs> who wait upon the Lord, hallelujah, they that walk with God. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, the man whose mind has stayed on the Lord shall keep him in perfect peace. You want to know the revelation of what God gave you and what you've been asking him about the victory, about the power to destroy the carnal mind? It's in what I'm preaching right now about learning to discipline your mind, keeping your mind on things of God, not letting uncleanness, ungodliness, not letting just worldly thoughts enter into your mind, but keeping your mind stayed upon the Lord. And when it does, you won't yield your members to instruments of unrighteousness. You won't in, uh, yield yourself over to things of ungodliness. When you look and act and thank God, talk God, walk God, live God, love God, eat God, breathe God, sleep God, my God, oh hallelujah. hallelujah, is anybody with me today, it's what the Lord told me a couple weeks ago, he said my people are bound because they want to be bound, they love the flesh, they love the things of the flesh, they love their life in the flesh, man we got to get the place that we love God, and we start blocking these other things out, somebody starts talking trash, tell them shut up. You said, Brother Meadow, you can't do that. Hide and watch. Watch me. And it has no business in a saint of God. Saint of God don't need to be talking garbage. They don't need to be talking trash. They don't need to be talking gossip. They don't need to be talking upsetness. They don't need to be talking division. What's the Word of God say? Sixth thing God's hate, but the seventh is abomination in the sight of God, and that's he that sows discord or confusion or division among the brethren. You ain't got no business uh, talking to her about somebody in the church and bringing division. You ain't got no business talking to her about somebody that's upset you or something's upset you and bringing division. It's time to pray one for another. It's time to seek God that people uh, come together in one heart, one mind, one spirit, and the whole heart and purpose of the church uh, is for souls to be birthed uh, into this, uh, this kingdom of God. Is anybody with me? Uh, it's time to discipline in our minds. It's time to condition our hearts. Did the Bible say set no evil thing before your eyes? Then what do we do it for? 
Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, we do, because our flesh likes it. Because the devil approaches you through the lust of your flesh and the pride of life and the lust of the eyes. Who's quiet in here? <laughs> if we want the kingdom, let's go after it. If we want God to be real, let's go after it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The devil's doing everything he can to shut it down and stop it. But it's going to be the violent going to take it by force. You say, Brother Meadow, you can't, you can't live in an atmosphere where God's present all the time. Why can't you? Why can't you? Y'all feel the presence of God in here right now? Y'all feel the working of the Spirit of God in here right now? Y'all feel your minds on the Word and on the working of the Spirit? It's because you opened yourself up to it. Don't go out them doors and flip a switch and go back to carnality. Don't go out them doors and go back to uh, uh, doubting and unbelieving and worrying about things of life and letting pressures and all this stuff upset you and pull you down. I, hallelujah, rejoice in the Lord. I, what does the Bible say? The joy of the Lord is your what? Strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. And in the presence of God is what? The fullness of joy. Instead of getting down and beat down and upset and aggravated and vexed. I mean, I used to tell my mama when I was in Fort Payne preaching. And I used to pull my staff out and preach with it sometimes. And I'd go tell my mama, I said, Mama, I don't know what kept Moses from knocking some folks in the head with that staff he carried. I, I, I said there's times I, I want to raise whelps on people's heads I, I, uh, for the actions. I, I'm talking about people supposed to be mature Christians. I, my God, where's our maturity? I, where's our relationship with God? Where's our spirit of prayer? Where's our spirit of worship? I, instead of getting beat down and upset, I, my God, let's praise God. I, get in the presence of God and in the presence of God I, is the fullness of joy hallelujah glory trying to get to what the Lord showed me Whew. feel that well, I, told, I told my wife my mother not coming up the road I said man I feel the wheel turning in the middle of the wheel this morning I'm excited why because God's trying to teach us how to serve him God's trying to teach us how to live our everyday life Instead of living in doubt and unbelief and fear and upsetness and vexation of spirit, we can walk in a realm where the very presence of God, we can create an atmosphere where God will dwell. We can create an atmosphere where, where, where the Spirit of God will dwell. Who sets circumstance in your mind? You do. Who lets the thoughts of your heart Go in here and dwell there. You do. So if you choose to dwell in chaos, vexation of spirit and upsetness, you don't want to make the choice to do it. But if you choose to walk with God, in Isaiah 26 and 3 said, And the man whose mind has stayed upon the Lord, the Lord will keep him in perfect peace because he trusteth in him. Then if you ain't being kept in perfect peace, it's because your mind ain't stayed. And that word stayed means take hold of. 
So if you take hold of God and the things of God and you dwell on the things of God and you meditate on the things of God and you talk the things of God and you read the things of God and you hear the things of God, hallelujah, and you dwell and walk. The word walk means occupy yourself with the things of God. He said, if you walk in the Spirit, ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Is somebody with me today? You say you can't do this. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. I heard somebody quote a while ago, I believe it was Brother Donald, that, that uh, it, it's your words. That what? The power of death and life is in the tongue? Well, I'm going to go one further. The power of death and life is in your thoughts. Because before it comes out on your tongue, it's in your thoughts. Because out of the abundance, of the heart the mouth speaketh get it in your thoughts get it in your mind get it in your spirit start seeking God for a renewing of the mind and when you're renewed in the spirit of your mind you ain't conformed to this world is that what Romans 12 and 2 says don't be conformed to this world don't be fashioned like this world they ain't talking about your outward dress that's talking about your nature your anger, your vexation, your upsetness, your aggravation, your chaos, your fears, your doubts, your unbeliefs. That's what the world lives in. I ain't living there. I ain't living there. Oh, my God. If I didn't jump the fence too high for y'all to follow. Does it take discipline? Yes, it does. Can we do it? How bad you want the Lord? How bad you want peace in your heart? How bad you want the presence of God with you? Yes. How bad you want to work into the Spirit of God in your life? How bad you want the Lord to live right here? Because see, I'm, I'm laboring to get my mind stayed up on the Lord, Sister Deborah, and keep it there. Keep it there. I don't know if I told y'all. I may have, but was in Bible study here a couple weeks ago, and and we had the table out here. And when you have, if you don't move things around when you put the table and the chairs out, then you, you can't get around the ends of it. And Sister Kathy was there. She had a real bad earache, and the Spirit of God moved on me. Did you feel the Spirit of God compel you while I go to go pray for Papa? Took hold of you, didn't it? Compelled you. You knew you had to move. That's what, that's what I tell y'all. When the Spirit of God moves me or compels me, i got to move. He had to move by the working of the Spirit of God. That's being led by the Spirit. That's what I'm trying to teach y'all, be led by the Spirit. He went back there and laid hands on Papa and told him God's going to move for, sister, for, for his wife. I believe that. I believe that. I've been petitioning God for that. I believe that. But see, this is a body ministry. But anyway, Sister Kathy was sitting on the end of the table. Justin was sitting right there. I was sitting in the middle of the Bob, Sister Christy, and uh, was sitting there. Spirit of the Lord moved on me, and I just reached over to Judge, Justin, grabbed him by the back of the head, and just pushed his head down the table, leaned across him, and prayed for Sister Kathy. <laughs> Brother Justin had his face down the table. <laughs> and I was leaning over him. He couldn't sit up. I done stretched over him and laid hands on Sister Kathy, and the Spirit of God hit her, and Healed her. So I'm reaching that place when the Spirit of God compels me. I could be dangerous. It could get messy around here. 
But this is where God wants us to go. God don't want us living in carnality. God don't want us living in doubt and unbelief. My God, if we need a miracle, we ought to be in that bind set to receive a miracle. Amen? We ought to be in that mindset to be open for God to perform a miracle. Or God to use us to work a miracle. This ain't, you know, uh, it's like Sister Sheila Austin uh, when I was around her. Anybody say anything about miracles, especially on the mission field, she, she'd tell them, no, nah, I don't do that. That's a Brother Matter thing. No, it ain't a Brother Matter thing. It's a Word of God thing. Amen? It's a Word of God thing. So we got, but it, 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 it's a mindset, children. But the Lord told us in, in Romans 12 and 2, present our bodies. This right here. He said, present this. Not just your spirit, your body also. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And he said, that's what you're supposed to do. That's your reasonable service. Is that what the Word says? Which is your reasonable service. That ye be not conformed to this world. That you don't be full of envy and anger and jealousy and division and strife and upsetness. Don't be fashioned like this world. Don't let these things dwell in you. Don't let them live in you. Don't let them get in your mind. Don't let them get in your spirit. Bible will tell you, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You get mad, you better get it prayed through before the sun goes down. Well, butter matter, what if I get angry at night? Don't let the sun come up on it. In other words, what he's saying, get it prayed through quick. Don't let it dwell in your spirit. Don't meditate on it. Don't think on it. Don't, let me tell you something. You get angry, if you give over to it, you can go in a temper fit. Because I've done it. I never got mad very easy. But you ever made me mad? I'd hurt you. And I don't tell a lot of things I've done, but I remember I was about... 12, 13 years old and I'd got a bicycle for Christmas and I rode it up the street and there was a 16, 17 year old boy up there that stopped me. He took my bicycle away from me. I mean, he was big. I little old big skinny rock. I was about 18. I didn't weigh nothing. I was about like Justin, just five, seven, five, eight. didn't weigh 130 pounds soaking wet. Well, to me, Justin's skinny. Me, Brother Donald's skinny. Or Slim Bill, however you want to say it. it, it I carry 100 pounds more than they carry. I ain't proud of it. It's just fat. Ain't no brag, just fat. <laughs> and I couldn't get him to give me my bicycle. And then he turned around and hit me. And buddy, and he hit me, he started the war. I about a block from the house. And I run down the house and run in the garage, and the first thing I seen was one of them big old floor brooms like they used to have. Had the, y'all know what I'm talking about, the bristles on them, about that long, had the handle on them, about that big around. And I picked that thing up, and I started running back up the street. I had a little old miniature collie, and he seen me take off, buddy. He lit in behind me. And I got up there, and I looked at I mean, he stood six two or three, I mean, probably close to 200 pounds. Here I was, probably wasn't 100 pounds at that time soaking wet. And I asked him, I said, you going to give me my bicycle? He said, no, sir. And, buddy, I waylaid it on him with that broom handle. 
And every time I'd hit him that broom handle and he'd throw his hands up, that dog would nip him. <laughs> and I'd pop him and I popped him upside the head and he'd throw his hands up and start rubbing his head and that dog caught him. I said, you going to give me my bike? He said, no, and I'd pop him again. And there for about two or three minutes, I just beat the way out of him. And that dog probably nipped him four or five times. He said, my God, here, take it. <laughs> he turned loose of it and let it, I mean, give it back to me. I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. When it comes to the kingdom of God, I'm a fighter. When it comes to your deliverance, I'm a fighter. When it comes to the relationship with God and you, I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. Son, ever since the day I met you, I ain't never turned loose of you. I'm a fighter. You're going to serve God. The hand of God's on your life. And I know you don't believe it, but the call to preach. Let the fire of thy spirit, oh God, burn, 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 burn. Burn in him, Jesus. Burn in him, Lord. God, let that word that he's listening to on them CDs, God, let it consume him. Let it eat him up, God. Let him get in that word, get in prayer. Take him and his family together in prayer. Whoa, whoa. Oh, my God, I feel the working of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God, fix the answer in prayer, Sister Deborah. Hallelujah. Glory. If I be a servant of the Lord, exactly what I told you, your son will walk the aisles of this church. I, he will throw his hands up and shout and praise God. I, and he will say, I, it is so good to be back I, in the house of the Lord. I, I speak by charoche estreit. I break that spirit off of him. I, I break that bondage off of him. I, and I command that spirit that's got him bound to be loose tight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I, I drive that out of his life I, and I command my shadow I, I, I command a civil tongue to get in his head I, and I command the spirit of God I, to divide and conquer that situation in Jesus name go ahead and glorify him Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. My God, I may not even get to what the Lord showed me today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory. There's a handkerchief for your son and a handkerchief for your daughter, and I want you to grab it right there and hold on to that. Why? I don't let nobody touch this, and I don't even touch it unless I'm under the anointing. You feel the presence of God? You mark my words. There will be a deliverance in both your children. There will be a deliverance in both their families and their spouses. Hallelujah. And they will serve the Lord in spirit and in truth, and they will fulfill the calls of God on their life. If I be a servant of the Lord, and God be with me, by the name of Jesus, I speak, and I come. This thing to reverse itself quick, 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 quick. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, I'm just being led by the Spirit. 
My God, maybe I ought to go preach somewhere more often. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There is a power in here. There is a power in here. What's the one thing you desire more than anything else? And to be able to come to church. Hold on to it right there. Hallelujah. Because when I first walked out here, the Lord told me he's fixing to fix it where you can come to church. I'm talking about continue. Like, yes. I ain't talking about once a month. I ain't talking about once every three months. God fixing to do a work that you're going to be able to come to church every week if you want to. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the spirit to atres. I speak to you as an apostle of the Lord and I command this spirit to change I command the hunger and the thirst and the desire in your heart to come to the house of God to be granted and fulfilled you've held on to this situation for years and it changes now in Jesus name hallelujah thank you Lord tell me I don't know what I'm doing I know what I'm doing. Hallelujah. I know what I'm doing. I ain't never packed this staff up and spoke the word of God that it didn't come to pass. Hallelujah. Y'all feel this presence in here? Y'all feel this presence in here? Hallelujah. It's time to get a hold of what God's doing. It's time to get a hold of what God's doing. I ain't giving you a little, yea, the Lord would say, thou the apple of my eye, yea, the Lord would say, I'm speaking the word of the Lord to you. I'm stepping out there on nothing but faith and speaking God's word and daring to believe God because what God speaks in my spirit. There ain't one preacher out of 10,000 that'll have God speak to them. They'll step out and speak it and dare to believe it. Let me tell you something. God told Joshua to look up at the sun and tell it to stand still and the moon to stand still. Joshua didn't run off and hide behind the rock. The Bible said he stood up in the side of Israel and he looked at the sun going down on Gibeon and the moon standing in the valley of Agilon. You ever seen it when the sun will go down and the moon and you see both of them in daylight? He looked at it for Joshua. Well, Joshua, Joshua said, Hallelujah. How about that for a coincidence? Joshua stood he said in the sight of all Israel and he said son stand thou still on Gibeon moon be still in the valley of Agilon and said it stayed and hasted not to go down for a whole day till God avenged himself on his enemies God's fixing to avenge his enemies he's fixing to avenge his enemies he's fixing to avenge our enemies almighty God Woo! Hallelujah. Man, there's a presence of God in this place today. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Man, we quit right now and go home and say we had church. Couldn't we? We'd beat everybody else to the restaurant. Almost. Thank you, Jesus. But if y'all look in 1 Kings, the 18th chapter, And I'm going to read the 17th verse. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Are thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thy and thy father's house, since ye forsaken the commandments of the Lord, 
and I has followed Balaam. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal 400 and the prophets of the groves 400 which eat at Jezebel's table. 450 prophets of Baal and 400 which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. One man stand against 850. One man stand against 850 false prophets. 850 false preachers standing against them. Wanted to prophesy smooth things. Prophesy what Jezebel wanted to hear. Prophesy what the people wanted to hear. Was telling the people Baal was God. And Elijah called the people together. If I be a servant of the Lord last Monday morning, 6.30 in the morning, I heard this spoke in my spirit. Why hold ye between two opinions? If God be God, then serve Him. Why halt ye? I meditated on that word. I heard the word of the Lord out of the book of Joshua, 24th chapter, 15th verse. Should you follow? The gods that was on the other side of the flood that your father served. You do whatever you want to do. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's when the Lord spoke to me. He said, my people are not serving me in their homes. I heard God speak that to me. He said, people ain't, you don't serve God here. You worship God here. You serve God in your home. If you ain't serving God in your home, there's something wrong with your relationship with God. Because you can't come here and worship Him and then go home and not serve Him and stay in a productive relationship with the Lord. You can't do it. You've got to serve the Lord. Because if you don't serve the Lord, you ain't going to worship Him. So if you worship Him, you're going to serve Him. If you serve Him, you're going to worship Him. Am I making sense to y'all? But our serving God is in our homes. The presence of God should be in our homes. My wife was in the office late yesterday evening. I've been feeling the Spirit of God all day. And I walked through the kitchen, and I think I got a glass to get me something to drink. Man, the Spirit of God hit me, and I just started talking in tongues. Man, it started rolling out of me. There was a power set down on me. And there for just a, a few minutes, I felt the glory of the Lord come down. And I just yielded over and started magnifying and praising God. That's the way it should be in our homes. In our homes. There should nothing overshadow the worship of the Spirit of God and the worship of giving God honor and glory. And we ain't doing it, Brother Donald. And we got to go back to serving God in our homes. Because when you let your mind get beset on things of the natural and carnal, then you've got to go to a fight to discipline your mind and get it back on the things of God. And this is where the enemy's defeating us. And I studied that scripture right there. Why halt ye between two opinions? And you look the word halt up, it means hesitate. 
hesitate. The word opinions means divided mind. So in other words, God said, why are y'all hesitating in a divided mind? If I'm God, serve me. I mean, look at us. What are we and who are we that the God of creation would seek to have a relationship with us and draw nigh to us? I mean, what is it about us that will cause the God that created all things to want a fellowship of and, and talk to us and be our friend? That's an honor. That's a privilege. Everybody don't get this privilege. Everybody don't get this honor. Everybody ain't called into this kingdom and for this kingdom. People can get mad if they want to. This kingdom ain't for everybody. And everybody ain't going to receive it. Everybody ain't going to understand it. Everybody ain't going to enter into it. I'm not saying people won't go to heaven, but everybody ain't going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So what is man that God's mindful of him? Or the son of man that he visited him? Set him over the works of his hands. Named all the animals. When the Son of Man came, he gave him power over all creation. Amen? Are y'all with me? You ever heard anybody preach about the Adam nature? About that sin nature? You ever heard them say that Adam was created with a sin nature? Y'all ever heard anybody teach Adam was created with sin nature and we come forth like him? I got news for you. Adam wasn't created with sin nature. He wasn't created. He was created in the image and likeness of God. God walked in, uh, Adam walked in the image and likeness of God for probably thousands of years. He didn't have carnality. The carnality came when the disobedience come in and God stepped down and put carnality in Adam to throw him into confusion and upsetness and that carnality opposed his relationship walk with God so man in his sin could not walk in and possess the fullness of God but Adam was not created with sin nature oh well you know brother Metter first man Adam was Made a living soul. Yeah, he was, but he wasn't sinful. They try to separate there. In 1 Corinthians 15, they try to say, first man Adam was made a living soul, and they try to say he was sinful. No, he wasn't. Not when he was created, he wasn't. Y'all with me? I want to give y'all one. God gave me yesterday afternoon. Go me the gospel of John. Man, I done preached y'all five messages. And y'all sitting there acting like you want me to tell you something else. <laughs> I feel good today. <laughs> y'all got to watch me and I get feeling this good. I believe I'm fixing to have a men's conference. Just get men together and just teach them the Word of God. I believe it would be good. Not 
have service or preach, just get them together and sit down at the table with notebooks and pencils and Bibles and just talk about the Word of God. Time people know what they believe. Amen. You got your Bible there? First chapter of the Gospel of John. What does verse 14 say? And the Word was made flesh. Stop right there. Anybody got a concordance? Tell me what the definition of the, fl of the word flesh right there means. I'm not talking about the meat and the skin and I'm talking about. Because it'll always give you four or five definitions and it'll. Here, let me have that mic, Brother Don. And it says, and the word was made flesh. John 1, 14. Thank you. All right. Uh, not meat. I've got to go on past the meat, the body, opposed to the, uh, as opposed to the soul or spirit or as the symbol of what is external or as the means of kindred. Human nature with its fallities, frailties, physically or morally and passions or especially a human being such as carnally minded that's if you roll it up the word on okay. mine it was carnally minded there it is excuse me carnally minded we didn't, we didn't rehearse it no we didn't <laughs> so the word was made human nature physical frailties and carnally minded. Just like you. Just like me. The Word was made flesh. Does that open something up a little better to you? Just like me and you. He didn't come down here in the fullness of God. He was made flesh. He was made flesh. Oh, well, Brother Meadow, what about the rest of it? And we beheld His glory. Yeah, they beheld His glory after His resurrection. You go over and read in 1 John where it talks about how our hands have handled the word of life. It's talking about after His resurrection. Because they didn't handle Him before. <laughs> so, we beheld His glory as only one begotten of the Father. When was He begotten? At his resurrection. <laughs> Did he not say in Acts 13 and 34 that when he raised him from the dead, he said, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee? Yes. Is that not what it says? Yes. See, I can't preach what the church preaches, and I can't preach you what preachers preach. I've got to preach you what the Word says. And the Word said he was begotten of the Father. Do I have it right? I don't know how I got off on this. Spirit just took me there. 
All right, Acts 13. Let's do verse 32. We declare unto you glad tidings how that the promise which was made unto the fathers, God hath fulfilled the same unto us their children in that he hath raised up Jesus again as it is written in the second psalm, Thou art my son this day have I begotten thee. And as concerning that he was raised up from the dead, no more to return to corruption. That plain enough? Acts 13, 32, 33, and 34. If y'all ain't with me when I start reading, let me know. Because I want this word in you. You've got to know the revelation of this kingdom. You may not understand what I'm talking about, Brother John, but that's okay. It'll come. It'll come. This wasn't talking about when he was born as a baby. It said when he was raised from the dead. He said, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. What you, he birthed him in the spirit and he took on the nature of God. Took on the full nature of God. That's when the fullness of the Godhead began to dwell bodily. People say, well, Brother Matter, in John 3rd chapter, it says he received the Spirit without measure. He did after his resurrection. <laughs> well, in Colossians, it says the fullness of Godhead dwelt bodily in Christ Jesus. After his resurrection, it did. Didn't do it before because Jesus was subject to the Father. He said, my Father's greater now. There's things he knows I don't know. Are y'all flowing with me? And we need to know that that spirit of that resurrected power wants to live right here. Paul said, I want to know him. In what? Fellowship of his sufferings and the power of his resurrection. That I might be made conformable unto his death if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Any means it takes for me to get there, I'm going to get this resurrected life of Christ living in here. And when you get that, all power in heaven and earth will in you. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. And if y'all will hang with me, I'm going to lead you into this kingdom. Because he told Peter, he said, A great and effectual door shall be ministered into the kingdom of the everlasting God. This word is the door. Jesus is the door. So the word's the door that's going to take us into this kingdom. So when we start disciplining our minds, we start disciplining our actions, we start disciplining our thoughts, we start doing things that are pleasing to the Lord. He said, you do things that are pleasing to me? He said, I'll cause your enemies to be at peace with you. He said, they're coming against you one way, I'll send them out seven. Is that the word? So it's time to serve the Lord with gladness. Now y'all don't want me to go on this one. <laughs> Ooh -wee. 
Got a feeling it's going to get messy in here. Psalms 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands. Give me something to drink, Lisa. I just stripped my gear. <laughs> Y'all bear with me. I'll be all right. I'm cutting back on my medication, my diabetes, and my blood sugar's getting better and better. I'm not going to live like this. I told the Lord I wouldn't. I told the Lord when he told me to go on it, I said, I'll stay on it so long, and that's it. I won't do it. Had my checkup the other day, and the doctor told me, he said, well, I put you on blood pressure medicine, and I see you never had the prescription refilled. I said, that's because I didn't take it. She said, you didn't what? I said, I didn't take it, and I ain't going to take it. I said, ain't nothing wrong with my heart. Ain't nothing wrong with my blood pressure. And I said, I ain't going to take something that's going to make me feel like I'm going to curl up and go to sleep all the time, sit down dead and drag you, and I can't get nothing done. I said, I ain't doing it. She's kind of looked at me said, well, all right. <laughs> What's she going to say? She prescribed something else. That's what my cardiologist told me. They put me on Verapamil, and I'd take that stuff, and it'd make my head go swimmy. I'd have to sit down and go to sleep. Couldn't function. Couldn't talk. And I quit taking it. Went back to the cardiologist. He said, you're not taking the Verapamil. I said, I don't like it. He said, I'll prescribe something else. I said, go ahead. I ain't taking it either. It's just the way I am. There ain't never been nothing wrong with my heart all the years of my life. My heart is strong. It's solid. I can take any kind of stress test. My heart's solid. Every physical I ever took for life insurance. The nurses that asked me, you a runner? No, I'm a preacher. Well, your heart's as solid and as strong as a man half your age. So there ain't nothing wrong with your heart. Ain't nothing wrong with my heart now. The only reason I agreed to go under the medicine of diabetes, the Lord told her I was, the Lord told me too. It's time to draw the line. I've had enough. Just like I busted that back up, and I got out of that truck up at that camp meeting. After wearing that thing for nearly three months, got out, started cinching around me, Sister Kathy. I told the Lord I've had enough, took it off, throwed it in the back seat of the truck. I said, I'll never put it on again, never did. Ain't going to. I'll go so far, and then the devil's going to get his hide busted. It's time for the devil to get his hide busted. Amen. It's time to stand on the promises of God. David said in Psalms 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, who for, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Amen. Ain't the way the first part starts out. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and that all that was in me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. He that healeth all of my diseases, and forgiveth all of mine iniquities. Who delivereth, uh, delivereth my life from destruction, redeemeth my life from destruction. Who satisfieth my mouth with good things, so that my youth is renewed as the eagle. That's promises of God. That's benefits of God. Why should I live in sickness and disease, my life in destruction? Why should I live without God satisfying my mouth with the good things of God? Why should I live with iniquity and infirmity in my body? He said, I'll heal all your infirmities and forgive all your iniquities. Is that not what the Word says? Then take the Word of God and stand on it. 
Tell, the, tell God you ain't staying under diabetes, Sister Kathy. Tell Him you ain't staying sick. The Word of God says it in, in the epistle of John. I believe it's the second epistle. I wish above all things that thou wouldest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Is that what the Word says? I expect you to eat right and do right and do what's healthy for you. But God said, I wish above all things that thou wouldest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. You don't have to have bad knees, son. You don't have to have pains in your body. I know you work hard, but God's a healer. God's a deliverer. You serve Him. He said, serve the Lord with gladness. Did He not say in uh, Proverbs the third chapter, that the word of God was health to thy navel and more to thy bones and health to all thy flesh, then let's take hold of the word of God and let's start getting it back. Let's start getting our health back. Let's start getting our joy back. Let's start getting our peace back. Let's start getting the blessings of God on us. He said, the word of God says, I load you every day with benefits. We dragging around here like we can't hardly get in the house of God. Somebody come to church down Fort Payne one time. I said, I'm glad to see you here. And they looked at me and said, well, you ought to be thankful I'm here. I said, turn around and leave. You come to the house of God, that attitude, I don't want you here. Don't tell me I ought to be glad you made it. Get yourself outside and get your spirit right. You ought to be thankful you had what it took to get to the house of God. That word over there that I just talking about in Psalms 100, he said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Is that what it says? Make a joyful noise. That word joyful noise means a shout of joy, a shout of triumph, a shout of victory. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. There ought to be gladness in your serving God. There ought to be gladness and joy in your home. The word gladness there means glee and rejoicing. So why aren't you serving God in glee and rejoicing that you got the uh, you got the privilege to have a relationship with the Almighty that created the heavens and the earth? You talk to Him, He'll come down and talk to you. He'll come down and fellowship you. He'll come down and walk with you. Y'all ever sing that old gospel song? And He walks with me and He talks with me and He tells me I am His own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, no other has ever known. When you're in a real relationship with God, you can have that peace, you can have that joy. Just every now and then I'll, I'll get a desire to pull up an old, old gospel song. And I was sitting out there drinking my coffee this morning, I just had that desire. And I pulled it up, and I pulled up the one that says, How long has it been? And told him what? Your heart's hidden secrets. How long has it been since you called him your friend? How long has it been since you've knelt by your bed and prayed till the light shone through? See, people ain't serving God. 
We got the God of creation, Brother Donald, that loves us. And he's willing to come down in a one-on-one. One-on-one, Sister Pat. Your relationship with God ain't between me and you, ain't between you and Sister Kathy. It's between you and Jesus. It's between you and Jesus. Between you and Jesus. Nobody else has any business in your relationship between you and the Lord. It's you and Him. It's you and Him. Man, don't y'all appreciate what God's doing today? There's a working of the Spirit of God in this place. There's a working of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And I want to see y'all begin to serve the Lord in gladness. I want to see you begin to serve the Lord in gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Enter into His presence with singing. Come down the road singing. Know you're coming into the presence of God. Know you're going. Y'all know the Spirit of God comes down in here. Y'all know the presence of God going to be. Well, come in singing. Enter into His gates. That means when you turn in that road out there and pull up on these churches, that's His gates. With thanksgiving. Shout and praise God. You made it to the house of God. You're fixing to go in the house of God and you're thankful for everything God's done for you. You're thankful for what He's given you, your health, your finances, your blessings, your prosperity, the goodness on your family, your health. You're, you're thankful. Said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts. A courts is something walled in. So when you come to them church doors, he said, enter my courts with what? Praise. Praise. If you pull up on these grounds, your spirit ain't right. Sit in your car till you get it right. Somebody told me this talking to somebody the other day and trying to counsel with them. They walked out of the church door and slammed the church door. I said, this day and time, the way the Spirit of God and where the presence of the Holy Ghost is getting, I would be scared to death to slam the door to the house of God. Their sinners got more respect than that. Slam the door to the house of God. I'm going to tell you, God may have to bury some folks to get their attention. You don't come in the house of God with the wrong spirit. You don't come in against me, against anybody, against a brother or sister. You don't come in the house of God with the wrong attitude. You better come in the house of God and want to serve Him. Want to bless Him and thank Him and worship Him for His goodness. Don't get upset. Don't bring your personal problems in the house of God. I had a man years ago. Him and his wife both come to church and is always fighting. And he jumped on after church one day. I mean, big guy. Bigger than you, brother Josh. I just walked up and caught him by the shirt collar, pulled him back in the lobby. I said, I'm going to tell you something right now. I said, you do not bring your upsetness and your personal problems in the house of God. I said, you don't do it. I ain't going to put up with it. You telling me i got to leave? I said, you take it any way you want to. I said, if you can't come to the house of God and worship God and keep your personal problems at home, now if you want counseling, that's different. But you don't come in this church arguing and fussing and fighting. Oh, he got mad. He said, you telling me I can't come to church? Now if you come in the wrong spirit, you ain't. Now if you're going to cause come upsetness, I said, these people come in here to serve God, and you ain't going to come in here and cause upsetness. Right. What did he do? Walked out of the church, got in his car, 
had one of them souped up cars, hit it, and laid rubber down the road for 40 feet. I'd be scared. I'd be scared. I'd be scared. Like I said, their sinners got more respect in God's house than that. Where do we think we get off having attitudes and hate and envy and strife and division and jealousy in our heart toward brother, sister, and the Lord? Christ cleansed them just like he cleansed you. It's time to serve the Lord with gladness. It's come, time to come in the house of God with singing and praise and worship. And you're supposed to come to the house of God yielded for God to be able to use you if he moves that way. Amen? Brother Donald, you don't know how it thrilled me today to see you moved by the Spirit of God when you went back there and prayed for him. That's what I've been trying to teach y'all. It ain't programs. It ain't getting a message. It ain't singing. It ain't, it's being led by the Spirit of God whenever God moves you. And if God moves you and speaks to you, it's going to be in order. It ain't going to be out of order. That was in perfect order this morning. We're just getting ready to go to prayer and it's in perfect order. Pop, I believe what he told you. And I'm going to be praying about it with you because I believe. I told you a long time ago that I felt like God would bring her out. Especially if he got under this word and become a part of what God's doing. I said, I feel like God's going to bring him out. God ain't through with her, and God ain't through with you. You know, people get 70s on up there. They think God's through with them. God, let me tell you something. Moses was 80 when God visited him. Used him for another 40 years. Amen. There was a, a, a man back, 17, 1800, somewhere back there. I can't remember. Was George Mueller, George Whitfield's one of them. He was either 70 or 80 years old when God visited him. And he done work for God for 20 plus something years. But he was in his 80s, or right at 80 when God visited him. I ain't talking about back in the Bible. I'm talking about, I think it's probably 1800s. I think it was George Mueller was the one who prayed so much. And I think he was on up there when God visited him. So see, we tell God, well, God, I'm too old. No, you ain't. What's old in God's eyes? What's old in God's eyes? God visited Abraham at a hundred. He sired a son. When he's 145, Sarah died, and he turned around and married women young enough to raise up more sons and daughters and lived 175 years old. What's old in God's eyes? When Sarah conceived Isaac, she's 90. And before she conceived Isaac, the Lord renewed her youth, and they went down, I think, to a, a king called Abimelech. Her 90 years old, Sister Deborah and Abimelech looked at her and said, Man, that's a good-looking woman, Abraham. Who is that? He said, That's my sister. Is that not what the Word says? I preached it like that, and I was up in Canada, way out on the Indian Reservation. And I had a couple come sit in the back, and they looked like they was about in their 60s. And I started preaching about how God renewed Abraham. Abraham was impotent. God renewed his youth. God put 
life back in Sarah's womb. And man, I was preaching along that line, and I heard that lady say to her husband, he said, she said, you get up, we're getting out of here. He said, I ain't falling under this. I done raised all the kids, I'm going to race. <laughs> Buddy, they hit the door. <laughs> she said, I don't want nothing to do with this. I done raised all the kids, I'm going to race. Hallelujah. And I was preaching out in Texas, and I was preaching along the same lines. There was a couple out there, there's ministers, and they were, they in their 60s. And I looked at her and I said, Sister, I said, you might want to have the brother there sleep on the couch tonight. She said, couch my foot. I said, he's sleeping in the truck. <laughs> she said, I done raised nine kids and I ain't raising them more. <laughs> See, we forget about the blessings and the benefits. We read about them, we don't think they're for us. Every promise, every blessing, every benefit in that book is for us if we just walk with God and serve Him. Learn to condition your mind. Don't let situations and circumstances pull you down. Y'all hear me? Don't let them pull you down. Don't let them upset you. Take them to God in prayer. Watch what your eyes look on. Watch what you allow to go in your thoughts. Watch what you think when somebody tells you something or when you see something. It's all in discipline. Amen? It's all in how we discipline ourselves. But the Lord teaches us to kill this carnal mind. He said He's given us the power, amen, to slay it. And I believe we've got it. we just got to put it in action. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Do you appreciate the Lord today? I'll have to say I've enjoyed this service. Hallelujah. Y'all enjoyed this? Give the Lord a good praise. I've enjoyed this. And I didn't even get anywhere in my scriptures. That's all right. I believe God refreshed us. How many of you feel good in the Lord? I feel good in the Lord. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. And I want y'all to pray for us. We're going to be on the road. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week. We've got to drive about 220 miles every night. We're going over to, well, Wednesday night we don't, but Tuesday and Thursday we do. We're uh, going over to Fort Payne Monday, and Tuesday we're driving down to just above Birmingham, preaching with a brother down there, and then come back Wednesday we'll be in Fort Payne, and Thursday we've got to go to the other side of Birmingham. So. Both those trips are going to be probably about 225, 30 miles round trip. So we want, want your prayers. I want God to give us great success. And I know we're going led by the Spirit of God. God's going to do it. So y'all pray for us. Amen. Pray for us. Keep us in your prayers. Ask God to save souls, heal, deliver, whatever God's. My wife's going to be ministering Thursday night. And that brother Mark Waldrop's in Jasper, Alabama. And I believe God's going to give her a great service. I really do. Because me and brother Michael was talking. You know, we, we had to ride five hours down to Savannah. And he said, I'm going to tell you one thing, brother John, our pastor. He don't call me brother Metter. He don't call me brother John. He calls me pastor. Still calls me pastor. He said, 
since the meeting in April in Fort Payne, he said, I've seen God mature your wife and bring her a long way into something deep in God. I said, yeah, he has. I said, that's the reason I feel like it's time for her to step out and start ministering. I said, because something happening to her. When God starts working the gift in you and maturing you, it's time to put it in action, start using it. So y'all keep us in your prayers. I don't care if the Spirit of the Lord takes over and she preaches all three services. I told her here a while back, I said, you preach, I'll tote the water. Give me a break. But see, I know. I said, after 35 years of you toting water to me preaching, I said, we'll swap this thing around. <laughs> but, so y'all, y'all just pray for us because I know we're going to be led by the Spirit of God and I believe we're going to help a lot of people. We helped a lot of people last week. Seen a lot of lives touched, a lot of people encouraged in the Lord. So, and pray about our radio broadcast. See, these things don't just happen. You've got to pray about them. I believe we're going to reach some folks. And I believe there's some folks going to start coming, find out what this is all about. Amen. I believe we're going to start coming, find out what this is all about. If y'all want to go ahead and put this on your calendars, July the 22nd, it's a Saturday night. We are going to go to Brother Dwayne Pack and Sister Jan Pack's house and minister. I had ministered in home meeting in a long time. But we had the baptizing. Uh, they told us, she told me, she said, they just had meeting last night in their home. I said, you've been having meeting? She said, yeah, every Saturday night since he got sick, we've been having house meeting. I said, well, I'll pray about coming if that'd be all right. She said, yeah. She said, I was going to ask you, but I didn't think you'd come. I said, Lord speaks to me, I'll come. I said, were there be anybody there? She said, they find out you're going to be there, they'll be there. Because I've preached all through that area for years. Had great miracles and deliverance. Preached a solid word, taught people to pray. And so the 22nd at 7 o'clock, they live in Cahutta. And I guess that's how you pronounce it. And we'll, we'll put the address, we'll get the address for you next week. And so y'all know where it is. But I'd like for everybody in church to come if you can. I believe it'd be good to show that support. And get in there and labor because you don't ever know who's going to come. Harvest is ripe. Y'all believe that? Yeah. Harvest is ripe. Where's the laborers? Where's the laborers? Where's the ministers with the gifts and the anointing, the deliverance, the healing? Where are they at? Where's the ministers can preach a word with spiritual responsibility to help people, not just a good message, make folks shout? We need laborers. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. He'll send forth laborers into the harvest. People out there need help. Y'all believe that? People out there, y'all see them every day. See people bound, sick, diseased, lost. Lives messed up, head messed up, minds messed up. They need help. So let's pray for laborers. That'd be all right. You love the Lord? Praise God. Now we come to everybody's favorite part of the service. The offering, giving. But I'm going to tell you, when you give out of a thankful heart, when you bless the Lord and bless the servant of the Lord because you're appreciative and thankful what God's, is part of your worship. 
Giving is part of your worship to the Lord because you're thankful what God's done for you. Hallelujah. Yes, ma'am. Uh huh. That is the mercies that God showed David for his sins, his adultery, and the things he done that God should have killed him, but because of David's heart, because of David's heart toward the Lord, God showed him those mercies. Because really, by God's law, David and Bathsheba both should have been stoned. So God showed great mercies, and then David turned around and put Uriah in the place that he caused him to get killed, so he actually committed murder. So God showed great mercy to David because David was a man after God's own heart. So that's what God's saying, by those mercies. I'll visit you with them mercies. Yeah, he talked about here that he said, I will give you the Yep, I'll, yes, he will. Romans 12, is it in Romans 12 or is that in Acts? It's in Acts. Okay. Is that where he talks about David being the seed that he's chosen? That a man after God's own heart? Okay. I know what's in there in one place, but see, David was the man that God chose to bring Jesus forward, forth through. That was that chosen seed because he's seen a man after God's own heart. You don't see very many people after God's own heart got that desire to please God. So... Please, 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 please obey God in your giving. Do what's right in God's eyes. Amen. That's all God asks. Do what's right in His sight. If you do what's right in His sight, He'll bless you. Come on and stand on your feet and come do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. I have enjoyed this service. I've had a good time in the house of the Lord today. Glory. Okay. <laughs> Love my mother-in-law. The best one she's got. She's got three. Yes, sir. I do. Thank you very much. Yeah, every now and then, you know, if y'all just feel it, just I like to get something right there because I like some pocket money. Because every now and then, I just spend my money out doing stuff, and I run out of pocket money, and she won't give me none no more. Everything goes in that basket. She takes it and pays bills with it, and I don't ever see it. And so every now and then, I if I don't hit that, I don't. It don't go there. So just every now and then, that's why I ask y'all, give me a little pocket money. I, I appreciate the Lord for it. <laughs> and there's something I want you to do. Ask God to bless you so we can move this church forward. Is that all right? Ask God to bless you. The Lord says if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. If you do that which is right in the eyes of the Lord, he said, I withhold no good thing. Is that what the Word says? Yeah. So we need God to bless us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Donald, I'm going to let you take this and pray over the offering and dismiss.
God bless y'all. I love you and keep us in your prayers. And I'll look forward to seeing you next Sunday. And we are talking about the last Sunday of this month. When we have our fifth Sunday, we are talking about doing a church baptism. So that's something y'all can pray about. And if we do a church baptism, we're going to baptize everybody. Me too. So you better not lay out that day or I'll come get you and baptize you in your bathtub. God bless you. I love y'all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this offering that we received. We ask you to bless it. God, let it go further, Lord, than it ordinarily would. Lord, bless it back to the ones that gave. For yes, in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You're dismissed.